You are listening to Fantasy Movie League's Pause and Play Podcast. Welcome to Pause and Play, an entertaining roundtable discussion featuring prolific fantasy movie league players discussing this week's movies and pop culture. I am your host, Alec Bloom. Let's jump right in and meet this week's guest, shall we? You can find our first guest on Twitter flooding my timeline with horse racing knowledge I didn't know I needed, but most of you may know him for his weekly fantasy movie league recaps. Phil's Fun Flicks. What's going on, Phil? Nothing. Hello. <laughs> well, you sound excited to be here. Always excited to be on a fantasy movie league podcast or any podcast, for that matter. <laughs> well, we're so happy to have you. <laughs> Up next is an FMLer with a slight alliterative edge over Phil. She's an escape room expert and may or may not have an unhealthy obsession with Harry Potter. Mary's, Mary's. <laughs> and I can't even get her name right right off the bat. Mara's Midnight Movie Madness. What's going on, Mary? <laughs> I don't know. I'll ask her when she comes. Um, I definitely have an unhealthy obsession with Harry Potter. I just want to like throw that out there. There's no maybe about it. It's definite. But yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Finally, a Maryland resident who isn't technically eligible to win anything in FML due to his state's quirky contest laws. But he plays anyway. Not only that, he guilt trips his senior citizen parents into paying full price for movies he's currently playing in his fantasy movie league. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Ert or Eart or Eart. It doesn't matter. Either way's fine. <laughs> well, I'll probably call you Ert, Mara, or Mary, depending on what I'll call her later. It's probably going to call you something else, and then who knows what Phil will do. So. Yeah, good, yeah, good luck to you. That's fine. <laughs> Odd. Well, I mean, I get Bill a lot. Starbucks, I'm just usually go with Bill. <laughs> with Bill? I think I might just call you Starbucks. Well, thank you, <laughs> thank you, three of you, for uh, joining me for this second Pause and Play podcast. Very excited to have all three of you here. Quick reminder, we will have two rounds of questions and topics, wherein points will be awarded, but they don't necessarily mean anything. And if you're familiar with any Pause and Plays, Pause and Plays past, you will know that to be true. So... Guys, let's get started. Get to know an FMLer. Be honest. Are you one of those people who get angered over others not liking one of your favorite movies? Uh, Mara, let's start with you. Um, I think it depends on why they don't like it. Um, if you're just like, I don't like Mad Max, Fury Road, because I don't like action flicks, like, alright, you know, I don't like... I don't know, I'm totally blanking right now, but there are certain types of movies I don't like too. Um, or if you ha don't like a movie because of some political or like social activism reason, like a lot of people didn't like the Fantastic Beast because it was set in Harlem and there were like no black people anywhere. I get that too, and I actually agree with a lot of that stuff. But um, if you're like, I don't like the new Ghostbusters because it's all women, then yeah, I'm going to get mad at you. So, you know... Depends on your reason, I guess. But overall, mostly no. It basically just depends on whether someone has a legitimate reason. 
exactly which, exactly. which more often than not it seems to be when someone doesn't like a movie it's uh, for very irrational reasons but who knows yeah phil i was yeah i was actually prepared to say no because i don't care what anyone thinks about my opinion my taste on anything but listening to mara's explanation about how it is annoying when people don't like a movie just because they don't like the genre or for reasons that you find silly that does infuriate me so <laughs> i'm gonna call myself a hypocrite before i even had a chance to be a hypocrite <laughs> because i do get like i'm gonna call out my brother now who will never hear this so it doesn't matter um he will he will not like a movie because it makes him have emotions like that's his reason he's like oh that movie it's it, it it has emotions you know i just like you know his his i'm trying to think of what his favorite movies are um let's see here we almost saw gods of egypt in the theater last year so that gives you an idea of his uh his running taste for the most part so that stuff like that will definitely bug me so if you do have a bad reason to not like a movie that i like i will get annoyed so good enough reason Ert, what are your thoughts? Uh, I don't get angry if people don't like movies that I do. Um, I know there's a lot of movies that I don't like that other people love. Um, everyone has their own taste. I'm okay with that. Having said that, I do enjoy needling people if they like crappy movies <laughs> or pestering <laughs> about movies that they haven't seen. You, you got to see that movie, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Movie, man. Movie, man. He's man, yeah. Do you have an example <laughs> of a movie that you don't like that people do like? Because now I want to get mad about it. <laughs> I just saw Reservoir Dogs know. and uh, I really did not like it. Didn't like wait, which I one? I just saw Reservoir Dogs and I really did not like it. And really? I know that a lot of people love it. What? I hated it. It was so boring. <laughs> and there's not a single woman with a speaking line in the entire film. That's true. And that's kind of and I know that, you know, maybe there's a statement or whatever to be made from that, but I just don't care. I don't think there's any statement. The statement is it was Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say. <laughs> um, but this is the second Quentin Tarantino movie I saw. I saw Pulp Fiction a few weeks ago. I didn't like... That one was okay, but I didn't like it that much either. I think I may just not like Quentin Tarantino. He, he's, he's definitely a quiet um, taste, that's for sure. Yeah. But yeah, a that. lot of people love him, so... Yeah. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta like a lot of conversations that go absolutely nowhere to be a fan of Quentin Tarantino. That I will admit. <laughs> the, some of the dialogue was actually interesting, but the plot didn't do anything for me in either there's no plot well he's yeah he's typically more concerned with his words than he is where the actual story right and this is coming from someone who likes most of tarantino's movies that i do admit that uh he's a bit wordy he's he's all he's okay with that that's for sure all right points all around let's move on question two we are now in the midst of what i refer to as the movie preseason This weekend, for example, multiple delayed or forgotten films, like Rings or The Space Between Us, will finally limp their way into theaters with little to no buzz or fanfare, much like last weekend's slate of films, actually. One of those buzzless films finding their home in this wasteland of a weekend, though I'm not sure how wide a release it's getting, and I'm actually not sure it's one that we're actually playing in FML this week, uh, is Robert De Niro's passion project, The Comedian. Guys, I don't know if you saw the preview for this, but let's get real for a minute. Has De Niro become that over-the-hill pro-athlete who doesn't know when to hang it up and retire, ultimately tarnishing his legacy by sticking around a little too long? Or does the guy still got it? Phil, let's start off with you. I was looking at his IMDb page earlier today, and I think we have Meet the Parents to blame for this. Because until then, De Niro didn't do a whole lot of comedy, and I think he came to the conclusion that comedy was easy. 
but it's not. And comedy's about as good as your writing for the most part. And so he's been doing all of these comedies lately, and they're terrible. <laughs> they are objectively awful. And so I don't know if we know the answer because that's the only movies he makes at this point. Is that fair? That's true. And and you have those comedies, at least the ones I've seen, he does just seem to De Niro it up in all of those. There's really no right, variation he's a, right, he's, into any of his characters. It's 100% De Niro. Yeah, like him which, and, you know, like him and I mean, I think Al Pacino's even worse at this. They basically do an impression of themselves <laughs> at this point. Like, this is... Yeah, they're kind of caricatures yeah, of themselves, yeah. Yeah, like Al Pacino, every movie he has to do hoo-ah or something like that, and it's just, you know... It, <laughs> it's something. It, it's it's something. Ert, what do you think? Um, Well, I saw about half an hour of The Intern, and he seemed pretty good in it. Um, it looks like maybe he's phoning it in in a lot of movies these days, but I don't think he should, he should retire or anything. Um, But I do hope that he's paying full price for his tickets. <laughs> <laughs> You saw about tomorrow nine minutes too much of the intern. By the way, <laughs> I didn't even know that. I, I didn't even know that he was in the intern. He's the intern. Is that Wasn't he? The yeah, intern? he's the intern. Oh, the oh, you know what I was, I was thinking of? Is that, it internship? Is that the one with that's uh, Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn? Vince Vaughn, Vaughn and where they go to Google. It and Hathaway. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mara, what are your thoughts? Um. I was also looking at his IMDb page today because I think that the only movies I've seen with De Niro in them are Silver Linings Playbook and Shark Tale. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so um, I can't really uh, comment on whether he's, <laughs> how he's doing. Um, I feel like I'm filling in for uh, Noplex here as the resident person who has seen no movies. So, um... <clears throat> so, so can we comment on how you have only seen uh, <laughs> those two De Niro movies? How is that possible? I mean, I only saw Pulp Fiction three weeks ago. So, like, clearly there's a large backlog of movies that I should be seeing. I'm still trying to wrap so... my head around Shark Tale, though. Just making it in here. I mean, it came out when I was a kid. I saw. I mean, I was like in high school. I had a younger, a younger siblings. We saw it as a family movie. I didn't okay. actually know he was in that movie until I looked it up earlier today. Like, I wasn't like, let's go see Robert De Niro in Shark Tank. I just yeah. <laughs> that awesome. That's what I was gonna ask. Cause like, you your family like, hey, let's go see that new De Niro flick, Shark Tank. I just no, remember no. the other movie I have to bring up because my friends will kill me if I don't because I made them all watch it is Stardust. His role there as Captain Shakespeare is, oh god. It's a heck of a name, though. Yeah, we're really going to put Cap- Captain in front of that there, anything. There's no saving so. it from there. I mean, all of a sudden, you, you hear that name and you're you're in trouble from the word go. <laughs> so really, overall, we, we think De Niro's safe. Just whatever. Keep doing what he's doing. He's not going to tarnish his legacy. Uh, anything like that. He's good. Keep cashing them checks. I hear you. <laughs> Points all around. Again, let's move on. Killing it, guys. Recently, I noticed a Terrence Malick conversation pop up in the main chatter, and it got me to thinking about the trailer for his film, Night of Cups, and how I could have swore it was one of those overly pretentious Calvin Klein perfume commercials. Apparently, I was wrong, and it wasn't, though I haven't actually seen it myself. So, Now, rather than discuss whether or not what Malick does is considered art, I want you to describe what a fantasy movie league cologne perfume would smell like, who would direct the commercial for it, and finally would you cast in it and be careful 
This may find its way into the FML shop. Ert, let's start with you, buddy. Well, how about this? FML has different fragrances, all based on movies, on uh, all based on smells in the movie theater. In the commercial, we have the standard buttered popcorn starring butters. <laughs> we'll have the beer smell fragrance starring Angry Geek. And based on last, last week's pause and play, we'll have the Bill Kitten smelly theater perfume, which smells like chili dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they'll be loving that up in Minnesota. Ugh. Don't y'all know. Mara, <laughs> what do you think? Um, I don't like cologne or perfume, so I have no idea what it should smell like, <laughs> because I avoid it as much as I can. Um, so you think chili dogs is fine? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um... <laughs> As far as who would be in the commercial, or who would run the commercial, uh, I think Steve is the obvious choice for director, seeing as he's our resident filmmaker, um, with Geek as producer to kind of rein a minigate a bit, um, and then I would cast the Aristocats from the World Cup. I just feel like they would do a great job. They're just so positive, and they could sell a chili dog perfume. If anyone could do it, they could. <laughs> And just a reminder, Canaan Catastrophe 2 should be coming out sometime this spring or summer. Just a heads up. My calendar I can't is wait. I cannot wait. <laughs> Hoping to get a, an exclusive interview on that one, by the way, guys. <laughs> Phil? <laughs> Phil, what are your thoughts on the uh Well, like any, anything one? fantasy movie league related, it should have a shelf life of about 12 to 15 weeks. The first two thirds would smell like hope, and then the last third would just smell like <laughs> crushing failure and hoping to move on to the next bottle. So that would be my opinion on how it should smell. I don't know how you capture that essence, but you know what? That's for the people at uh, Calvin Klein to decide. Um, don't know who I'd have directed. What the hell? Let's have Terrence Malick direct it. And um, <laughs> let's have Robert De Niro star in it and try to be super funny. Because I think that'll work. Yeah. <laughs> See, you went with like actual actors. <laughs> and I went with... FML people. I'm trying to make, I feel like that's very interesting. I mean, I'm trying to make money here. This is this is not a targeted product. We're gonna go wide here. We got to sell this <laughs> in Europe. I don't I don't know if you I don't know if you know much about the American buying audience with the cinch of failure, but it doesn't go very well because we're America. <laughs> damn it. Ah. <laughs> well, Phil, I I think you're forgetting though when it comes to uh, making. Cologne or perfume commercials, you really only have a talent roster of three. Jared Little, Charlize Theron, and Natalie Portman. Those are the only those are the only three you can pick from oh, apparently when it comes correct. to You're I didn't even Johnny know Depp. that oh, I like, didn't Johnny even know Depp. that perfume commercials were a thing. That is all Johnny Depp does anymore. Now that he got in trouble for whatever he got in trouble for, I can't even remember now. Um I was actually talking about it on email with I can't even remember who now, but yeah, we were talking about Johnny Depp's trouble and how he doesn't act in movies anymore. Although I guess he did act in, well, he did something in Alice through the Looking Glass. I'm not sure what. He looked weird, so he's got that going for him. Well, no one saw it, so I don't think anyone knows what you're talking about. So, hey, they saw it after finding Dory in the in the drive-ins. Trust me, yeah, well, they saw that bonus. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the old drive-in effect. And is it just mere Johnny Johnny Depp's commercials look exactly like Matthew McConaughey's Lincoln commercials? It's just selling a different product. They're very similar. You're just you missing could, a Lincoln and a bull in the middle of the road. probably swap the labels of the commercials and have the exact same effect. Yeah. I would agree with that. I just never see commercials anymore. I don't have cable, and I have Hulu Plus. So oh, I cord just, cutter. You're one of those cord cutters, aren't you? It's damn millennials, I, never, I swear. That's me! <laughs> uh, let's give... 
one point for Ert for the uh, the callback to the uh, the chili dogs from the last episode. Um, Phil, you took it too serious, so we're gonna subtract a point from you. And, uh, Mara, just for fun, I'm not gonna give you any points. So good job, Ert. <laughs> All right. Moving on. All right, guys. The Oscar nominations were announced last week, and as always, people cried snub over this, that, and the other. But really, what I want to know is why should we care about the Oscars, or any other award show for that matter? Mara, how about you kick this one off? Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that I really don't care about award shows that much. I've never watched the Oscars or any award show. I, I watched Nick Choi, the Kids' Choice Awards when I was a kid. <laughs> sure. Um... <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I just count Is that because like... De Niro was nominated for Shark Tale? Is that why you were watching? <laughs> Favorite male um, performance. <laughs> I, <laughs> I count on the internet to kind of fill me in on the important things that happen with, you know, GIFs and video clips. <laughs> Again, millennial. But, uh, Oscar winners are, by and large, decided by old white men, and I just really can't bring myself to care that much, <laughs> so... Um, of course, that being said, that did not stop, stop me from yelling snub when Taraji P. Henson was not nominated for Best Actress. So, you know, I obviously care at least a little bit, but overall, <laughs> no. Uh, Phil, what are your thoughts? I don't know if I care too much about what wins, but it does help me at least with curation a little bit to know what I need to bother spending my time watching. It's kind of a way, it's, it's a nice way to just know at least what is worth watching and what's not worth watching. At least I don't catch myself watching the light between oceans whenever it pops up on Amazon video. So it is nice to just have that list of movies to check off while, you know, before the show and then to get mad for no reason when something like the Revenant wins two awards. So that's my, yeah, I didn't, I, I did not like the Revenant. It's, it's still sitting. I recorded it, uh, like off HBO. Still sitting in my DVR. I haven't got uh, around to watching a two and a half hour. Contest. Yeah, the way I described the way I described it was the greatest chef in the world cooking um, chicken nuggets. It's such a <laughs> there's nothing going on in that movie. You want to talk about nothing going on in a movie? Watch The Revenant. Okay, well, or sold. Not. Yeah, yeah. I just sold you on it. Put that up, put that on your DVD box quote. Ert, <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts? Uh, every year, I don't really plan to watch the Oscars, but I usually end up watching at least a little bit of it. Um, and then I watch the clips and read the recaps the next day. You know, it's not something, I'm not sure it's something to care about, but movies are a big part of the culture, so it makes sense to keep up with it. And I like what Phil was saying, that it also gives you kind of a an idea of what movies to go to go find and, and watch. Well, I'll tell you, <clears throat> I personally am not, uh, I'll watch the Oscars and I'll, you know, I'll read the nominations, but I... I have a hard time just really caring. There were so many award shows. There were so many. There was one just last night. I had no idea it was going on. Yeah. I think it was the, the SAG Awards, It was I the think. SAG Awards, yes. Uh, which, that one's kind of interesting because it's all the, uh, the the actors themselves voting, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. They, they vote on each other, which I will is say different. The, but. the one weird thing about this Oscars is, um, you know, everyone's convinced La La Land's going to win everything. And I don't know how many people I've seen say La La Land is their favorite movie. I've not found a lot. Oh, really? I haven't found a lot of people just say that. Like, my favorite this year is Arrival. And I hear a lot of people, like, if we, I think it was a poll in the chat or something. Some people said, oh, yeah, I really liked Manchester by the Sea, but La La Land's going to win. Or, oh, I really liked, um, what else popped up a lot? It was Manchester by the Sea and one other one. Doesn't matter. But, um, it was another one. And just, 
I haven't heard anyone say Moonlight. Yes, it was Moonlight. Moon- Moonlight is my absolute favorite yes. movie of the yes. year, hands down. Nothing comes. See, close. and this is my point: is has ever has it, everyone here seen La La Land? By the way, just I have no. not yet. I have not. No. Okay, I have not. But I'm planning on it eventually. It's probably we'll It's good. It's good. I mean, it, the fact that it's going to win like seven Oscars is a little absurd, but it is. It's very well made. It checks off a lot of Oscar boxes, if that makes any sense. Well, doesn't it check off, like, the biggest Oscar boxes that it celebrates Hollywood? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's... <laughs> I mean, fans seem to hate the Coen Brothers' last movie, but critics loved it. It was all about Hollywood, you know? So, right. I mean, that, that's, right. that's I think that's the biggest checkmark, especially for those old white people that Mara was mentioning earlier. They love yes. they love them so much. <laughs> they love it. And I mean, talk about their city and, and their, their craft. It's like when the artist won back in 2012. It's going to be... I don't think it's going to be that bad, because that's... Yeah, have fun sitting through that. But um, it's not going to... It's not that level but it's i just can't anyway <laughs> i'm gonna get the, 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 the oscar the been... oscars got phil so flustered man <laughs> sorry Mara, what were you said i feel like la la land has been hyped so much that when i finally see it i'm gonna be like all right that was fine but well, it's I'm... just it's been hyped both oh, yeah. by people i know and by like media and critics and stuff and i just that's always a recipe for disappointment oh, not no, always 100%. but often right well i'm here to bring you back down to earth <laughs> you can thank me later when all I'm right all right <laughs> thank you phil for tempering our expectations for uh, when we all eventually see la la land so a point to you phil for that it's <laughs> <laughs> what i'm here thank for thank you so much yeah so i i have a hard time getting into the oscars or really caring that much about it and that just like the snubs i there's depending on what point of view you're coming from like Anything can be snubbed, and there's there's actually just tons of good performances, so it's really hard to actually kind of narrow down who it is, but I don't know, hard for me to care. But, hey, one thing we should care about, it's Loot Crate, guys. January 20th through February 19th is this month's Loot Crate. On a quest for epic gear, housewares, and collectibles this holiday season, Loot Crate offers an epic range of pop culture items for less than $20 a month. Whether you're shopping for the geek in your life, or if you are that geek, Loot Crate is the best surprise you know is coming. Every month there's a different theme and a new exclu- and new exclusive items you can only get with Loot Crate. Treat yourself every month or give the gift of geeking out to a friend or loved one. Roll up your sleeves and get ready to celebrate some of pop culture's most put-together franchises. February's hands-on theme is Build and features Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Batman, Lego Dimensions, and Tetris. And, as always, our monthly t-shirt and pin. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific. Subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. Make sure to head to www.lootcrate.com FML and enter code FML to save 10% off on any new subscription today. Well, guys, let's go ahead and head to round two. Round two. We'll act as a lightning round of sorts with our guests delivering rapid-fire responses to my questions. Though, chances are slim there will be anything rapid or lightning about any of this. Phil, we're going to start with you first. You are Fantasy Movie League's resident horse expert. What is the greatest horse movie of all time, if it even exists? First off, that's a really weird title to have. But um, (laughs) I think the greatest horse movie of all time is probably Seabiscuit. Um, it's the only one that I can think of that's actually been nominated for Best Picture, except for War Horse, but that movie is... Anyway. Um, 
But if you want to know what <laughs> my kind of horse racing is and like just gambling and whatnot, go watch either Let It Ride if you like a funny side of it, or HBO's Luck if you like a tragic side of it. Mm. The now canceled Luck, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they killed a bunch of horses, so they canceled it. Yeah, yeah. It didn't work out too well for them. Ert, this one's for you. Why is Maryland so, you know, Maryland? Well, for starters, Maryland is stupid because you can't win FML prizes. Not that I'm good enough to win one, but still, it would be nice to have that option. But Maryland's okay (laughs) in in other ways. Steamed crabs are delicious. The official Mm. sport is jousting, which is pretty cool. It has a weird history. It was a slave state, but wasn't part of the Confederacy for some, like, historical reason featuring Abraham Lincoln or something. And also, most importantly, it's where all my stuff is. <laughs> the, the best possible reason. Now I'm going to spend... It has an official sport? I'm going to spend all night yeah. looking up yeah. official sports. Does every J- state have an official sport? I don't know. I'm pretty sure Kentucky's is horse racing, even... so I, I know I'm covered. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> I, th- I th- pretty cool. I think California's is now uh, escape rooms. That is the official. <laughs> <laughs> the official there are there are a lot of them. <laughs> That's what I've heard. I think I've I think I've done like fifteen or so now. That's why you're our expert. Apparently, have you won most of them? I have not yet failed one. Let's see, okay, Mar. So this is for you. Not only are you a superb escape room expert, like you just acknowledged. How much better of an FML player are you than your pause and play co-stars, Ert and Phil? This is like the worst question because as a millennial, <laughs> I am, uh, it's like ingrained into my very like core to be sarcastic and self-depreciating. So I don't know how to like say good things about myself. <laughs> um, so I don't know how to answer that question. Also, I picked La La Land this week instead of Dog's Purpose. So I'm feeling kind of like down on myself anyways. So um, I don't really... I feel like I'm not that much of a better player than my co-stars. Oh, that was such a millennial answer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there is a little secret that we all are in a league together. Let me see what the standings are currently. And I don't think I'm beating anybody. (laughs) I am beating both of you. I still find it hard to play blank uh, screens, and there's been so many then. that have been part of the perfect cinema. To be fair, I'm yeah. in a secret league <laughs> with a lot of people who are way better than me and give me tips, so... Is it really that secret, though? It was secret. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I don't think it's secret no. to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone in that league wants it to be secret. I think that's kind of the point, actually. But moving on! <laughs> <laughs> usually usually in this spot, we'd have some multiple choice questions for you, but instead of multiple choice, I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to throw four movies at you whose titles have been replaced with a BuzzFeed-style headline. We'll call this Flickbait. For example, for those at home, it'll go something like this. The BuzzFeed headline. This movie perfectly sums up why you should never clone dinosaurs. And that movie obviously is... Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. Yes, good job, Ert. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Jurassic World. I only just got why you called it flickbait. I get it. That's funny. Oh. All right. Anyways, continue. It's <laughs> a good name. Damn it. Now five I just got it. points. <laughs> All right. So you guys will just blurt out the answer. This is going to go great. I can already tell. <laughs> First, BuzzFeed headline. This video will permanently change your life in only seven days. Ring. Ah, oh, the ring. That is correct. Point for Phil. Second BuzzFeed headline. Which deadly sin are you? Seven. 
Ow, oh, Ert! Yes! That is correct. Good job. Third BuzzFeed headline. OMG. I thought this child psychologist was alive. I was floored when I found out the, the truth. The sixth sense. Oh! Phil getting in there. Morrow, you almost had it. In the final one. The first one that I've seen, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's all downhill from here. <laughs> the fourth and final and possibly the most difficult one. Or not. Well, for Mara, I'm assuming, yes. <laughs> BuzzFeed headline. The hardest touring test you'll ever take. X Mac Mackinac. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Is that how you say that? I, I think it's Machina. I think it's X Machina. Okay. It's, I know it's not Machina. Yeah. So. <laughs> and admittedly, when close. I first saw the title, it's exactly what I thought. And then I was like, oh, wait, well. I was sitting here thinking no, the imitation not. game because it has. Only... Oh, because because it has Alan Turing and. I was well, trying to come up with the name of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I only saw it like a month ago, so. It's really good. It's it was really good. It won an Oscar. That was my favorite movie of last year, actually, or of not last year, but of uh, 2015. Mm-hmm. Phil, you took two points. Mar and Ert, you each took one. So good job, guys. Yay! So now, round two is over. Which means one of you will be eliminated while the other two face off in the pause and sway challenge. The winner of that will be awarded their very own soapbox from which to rant about whatever they like, as long as it's movie related. So, one of you will be eliminated. Last week, I eliminated my other podcast partner, No Plex Zone, and I've been hearing about it every day since. (laughs) I'm sorry to this next person. Ert, you've been eliminated, buddy. I'm sorry. Oh, no. So moving on to the Pause and Sway Challenge, Phil's Fun Flicks, Mara's Midnight Movie Madness. You did not have enough alliteration in your name. That's, <laughs> That's clearly exactly why you didn't It only makes sense. I'll yeah, because Mara, Mara actually started off with four points, Phil started off with three, <laughs> started off with one, so. <laughs> I didn't mention Kurt Loder enough either. This week's topic in the Pause and Sway Challenge, Face Off, Pre-Teen Titan Edition. Young child star Jacob Tremblay of Room fame has been cast in Shane Black's The Predator, while Millie Bobby Brown of Stranger Things is set to star in the 2019 Godzilla sequel, Godzilla, King of Monsters. In 10 or 11 years, which one will emerge a star and which one will emerge a Corey Feldman? Oh, Mara, let's start with you. Um, Is it bad that I don't like nothing about who Corey Feldman is. Google <laughs> him at lunch. I think he's a little before my time. Um, so yeah, I did some googling at lunch to figure out who that is. Even that's what Google's um, there for. Good. Yeah. Um, I have no idea. Um, Jacob Tremblay. He's a little bit younger, right? So mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like when you start and start, I'm a little bit younger. Sometimes you have more trouble. But Hollywood is also really tough on women and girls. See Miley Cyrus, Lindsay Lohan, uh, etc. So uh, I don't know. It's a it's a toss up. I'm assuming you also don't know who Corey Haim is, or I'm sorry, was R.I.P. I did not until I googled Corey Feldman. Uh, so he probably got a lot of two Corey's videos. I'm guessing. No, I mean I didn't like Google Corey and Corey. <laughs> I just googled Corey Feldman and I read the Wikipedia article and 
Well, you've got yeah. some Googling to do after this podcast is over, Mark. Phil, what, what are your thoughts? So I subscribe to the theory of it takes a village. And depending on where your village is, is going to be a good indication of where you're going to grow up to be. Jacob Tremblay, Canadian. Good village to be from. Millie Bobby Brown, born in Spain, but moved to Florida. I think we have our answer. <laughs> so obviously Millie Bobby Brown, because Justin Bieber, also Canadian. And... There's an exception to every world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Brian Adams. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Celine Dion. They'll never let that one down. Um <laughs> So, I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know the answer. So, Can, because Canada of that... Canada has back. Yeah, see? Exactly. Uh, I think you've just defeated yourself there. I, I, well, now, Florida <laughs> has Florida. Florida yeah. has Florida. But Canada it's also got Canada. a Harry Potter world, which I've been to, which is lovely. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but, I'm sorry. We're have to give the winner tomorrow. Midnight movie madness. <laughs> Can I... Hold on. Hold on. Uh-oh, I've been saving uh-oh. this. Can I bribe you... With five hundred Jamaican dollars, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, who can't see this at home, he is holding up supposedly what is five hundred real Jamaican dollars. I don't. I'll have to Google what, what that currency rate? looks like. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, what is the exchange rate? Deposit and play points. Uh, <laughs> wow. How much? Well, um, I think if I remember right, five hundred Jamaican dollars is worth somewhere around. Between four and six dollars American, and I think so it's a one fixed. One play point, basically. So <laughs> it's in the mail. <laughs> you still lost. <laughs> it's good effort put forth. I tried. Tomorrow you win, so that means you get your very own soapbox. You can go. Oh, I'm going to be honest and say that I am 100% unprepared for my soapbox, but. I am going to rally, and I'm just going to talk about uh, A Series of Unfortunate Events, the new series on Netflix, which is extremely good. Um, Those books came out when I was a kid, and for anyone who has read the books, they know that there's a very dry, sarcastic, dark sense of humor. Uh, It's surprisingly dark for kids' books. Um, The 2004 movie, I think it was, it was atrocious and absolutely terrible. And so I was very nervous about this this uh, series coming out, but I watched all of it in a weekend, and it, the eight episodes go over the first four books, and uh, they're very true to the, the tone and the feeling of the stories, and, you know, they do make some changes, as anything going from book to screen is going to do, but the changes they make fit the story and make it flow appropriately, and the actors they cast are great. Neil Patrick Harris is great as the villain, and anyone who had any interest in reading the books, uh, I think that you should check it out. Highly recommended. There we go. That works, right? Yes, that was quite a All rally right. there for someone who was unprepared. <laughs> well done. It, uh, Neil Patrick Harris is, you said he's the villain, is the, the title he's character, Le- Lemony, oh, so he's not Lemony no, Snicket? Lemony Snicket is the narrator. Oh. In the books also, he's narrating, he's he's telling the story of this series of unfortunate events that happened to these siblings. And so he's writing, like, he's like, I hate to be the bearer 
of this terrible story and you can go somewhere else and you can watch something, listen to something, read something that you actually enjoy and will make you happy. It's my solemn duty to share this information with the world. So if you choose to stay here, know that unfortunate things happen. And that's like, that's like, that's like the tone of the story basically. And it goes, it goes from there and terrible things happen to these, these children and, uh, the adults are all incompetent and, uh, yeah. But Lemony Snicket's the narrator. Um, oh, I'm totally blanking on his name right now, but he's the guy who voiced. Vo- he's the guy who voiced Kronk in Emperor's New Groove. Robert De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, oh, Patrick totally Warburton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, he's buddy, really, yes. he's really good. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris is very good, and then the act, the kids, are, I think, are relatively new. So. Um, cool. Including a very expressive baby, like because the littlest sibling is only like a year old. So, but this baby is like very good at acting, and you're like, does a baby <laughs> even know what acting is? I don't know, but she's doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you can tell like if a baby is, uh, <laughs> you know, how can the director tell if like the baby's like giving giving him what you know what my wants. Need more Are emotion you in character? It can't Not too be... much emotion, or Phil's brother won't watch. Right. Uh, it can't be. It can't yeah. be much different. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to make you listen to this. It can't be yeah. much different from um, directing like animals. Oh, yeah. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. Very, very they, they have a mind of their own. You know, you can't really speak in normal English tones. You probably have to use toys and other things to direct their attention. Yeah, you just. I'm pretty sure that's how they would have to do with level. me if they if I was acting in somebody's movie as well too. I get easily distracted. <laughs> they need a little squeak toy to get my uh, get my attention. The only way I ever smiled in my school pictures. <laughs> All the way through high school. All right, so I think that wraps it up. I think Mar- Mara successfully sold everybody on watching a Lemony Snicket's series of unfortunate events on Netflix. Correct? Yes. And yes. we we can avoid Jim Carrey's uh, version, the the movie version of that. Yeah, it's bad. All right, guys, I think uh, we're going to roll the uh, end credits here. Thank everyone for listening. Thank you guys again for being on here. It's very cool to have all three of you, Mara, Phil, and Ert. So thank you guys. I hope the audience enjoyed it as much as we did. I just want to note, too, uh, as of this recording, we're currently not yet on the iTunes store. I should hear pretty soon. Sometimes it takes up to two weeks. So soon, as Phil rolls rolls his eyes at me in displeasure. But guys, it should be over get... soon, and I'll let you know as soon as uh, as soon as it's up on iTunes. Do we get plugs? You guys can plug whatever you want. You want to start, Phil? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> One, read the weekly recaps. They take yes. me literally minutes of my Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> so that time's got to be valuable. Second, if you like reading somewhat well-worded analyses of movies mediocremovie.club is where me and my friends from college will talk about random movies i think we're about to talk about cartel land if that intrigues you we also do a podcast not regularly at all so if you don't want to get backlogged on a whole bunch of stuff you can pick that up because we only record about once a month we just did a 2016 review you can hear about my favorite movie my favorite tv show and my least favorite movie of 2016 I'll give you a hint. I mentioned one of them tonight. Sharkdale. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's the name of the podcast? Mediocre Movie Club. Medi- I think Mediocre it's on Club. iTunes. Was it Fair Gods enough. of Egypt? 
It was Gods of Egypt was my least favorite. <laughs> oh, nice recall. Well uh, good work. And another point tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. These are like rollover, like rollover minutes. So this will roll over to the next time awesome. you're on the podcast. You're gonna start off with, it, with an extra point on top of the four points that you've earned by having <laughs> four names in your title. Tomorrow's midnight movie. Mara, do you have anything that you want to plug or mention now? Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Ert, what about you, buddy? Nope. All right, guys. I think we're done. So thank you again in uh, Fantasy Movie Land. Uh, We will see you next week. See you later. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.